I'm Carla Reeves, and this is Differently. Whether you feel stuck in survival, navigating a change, or seeking more for your life, may this podcast be your weekly nudge to take a risk to build a life that is uniquely bold, authentic, and in alignment with your deepest values. After a decade of coaching individuals from corporate leaders to creative artists to multi-million dollar CEOs, I'm convinced we are far closer than we realize to what we deeply desire, and it's a willingness to do differently that can change everything. My very good friend Karen Cummings joins us again today. You may remember her if you listened to her first episode, Three Mindset Shifts That Changed My Life. She has been a client of mine and I have been a client of hers, but today we turn the tables to look at the role mindset plays in marketing, her area of expertise. She has such a refreshing approach and actually helped me make a mindset shift right during our conversation today. Karen helps us explore the mindset traps that can hinder our marketing efforts and the shifts that can lead to growth and increased impact. And don't worry, if you don't have a marketing challenge, I think you can transfer the concepts to just about any area of your life where your mindset or limiting beliefs are tripping you up. Karen founded Radiant Marketing in 2015, inspired by her mission to bring possibilities to life for entrepreneurs. When it comes to digital marketing, lead generation, content creation, and more, she is passionate about balancing creativity with research and data-backed strategies to help health brands across the country grow their businesses. She infuses her passion and her values into everything that they do inside of Radiant Marketing and their culture. And I can tell you first experience, firsthand experience, it reflects in everything they do. Get ready to dive into the three common mindset traps that may be holding you back and what you can do to shift your results this year. Be on the lookout for which mindset trap resonates most with you and which mindset shift do you think could be helpful in your marketing journey this year. Karen Cummings, welcome to Differently. Hello, Carla. Thank you for having me again. I'm so excited that you're back. And for people listening, you can go back to Karen's first episode, which was in March of 2022. And it was three mindset shifts that changed my life. So that was a client spotlight. So Karen and I have a multidimensional relationship. Um, She's been a client of mine. I've been a client of hers. And over a lot of years now, we have built a really beautiful friendship that I am so deeply grateful for. So um, this conversation is extra special. And today we're talking marketing. Um, Karen, tell us a little bit about your business and um, what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Well, first, I just have to say too, I love how the last episode we did was on the mindset shifts you helped me achieve. And today we're kind of talking more about marketing mindset shifts. I feel like it's obviously as you can tell, ties into the work that you've done with me too. But I think these marketing mindset shifts are so important for people to consider as entrepreneurs um, because it kind of changes your whole outlook on marketing. But I, I love that started so Radiant much. Marketing in 2000. 
<laughs> I started radiant marketing in 2015. So I've had a small team since then. Um, I'm also a mom of two little ones. I have a five, almost six year old and a two and a half year old. And uh, my husband and I bought a trailer a couple of years ago and we've traveled around um, the US to a variety of really amazing places. Um, so it's really important to me to kind of have that balance between joy, adventure, play, um, and of course, you know, work and achievement and um, accomplishment and growing a team and all that good stuff. So um, we are focused on health and wellness brands and we do uh, all digital marketing aspects. So we really do um, work in the branding space, lead generation, lead progression and sales enablement, and all of it brings me great joy. So I'm very excited to talk about marketing today with you, Carla. Well, and it's been so fun for me to have this window into watching your business over the years because I feel like it's it's grown so much, like you've grown so much and your business has grown so much. And when you began to focus on the health and wellness area, I saw you make some really big changes in even the culture in your company and the creative things that you're doing with your employees. So I'd love for you to share just a tidbit about that before we dive into the marketing. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. And I think it's something that has felt super aligned for me as an individual and now as our agency to be focused in the health space, because it is a priority for all of us as individuals on the team and um, has been a priority in my life personally and with my family and my husband. Um, so I love that we're able to work with brands that are creating positive change in the world through health. Um, and there's a lot of things that I think, like you said, we've, we've shifted or added in our business to make sure we are prioritizing mental health and well-being with our team, um, the ways that we're working, the workloads that we have, all of that. So I think it all definitely is intricately tied together and um, feels very um, complete and fun and whole. And, and I definitely like being in this space. So good. So good. I know how your team adores you. And I just um, really respect the way that you have integrated your values into sort of every facet of your business. So when we're thinking about like mindset uh, sort of finds its way into every facet of our life. And I, I'm excited to talk about the the role that it plays inside of marketing. So from your perspective, what what how does mindset play a role when we think about marketing our businesses? Yeah, so I think and and a lot of what we're talking about today I think applies to all businesses, but but more heavily to the solopreneurs, the smaller businesses um, that are so much more connected to their brand, what their brand is about, mm. the, the, the story behind it. Um, so I think, you know, a couple of mindset uh, misconceptions or common traps that I have seen over the years, having done this now for, you know, 10 plus years, um, comes down to a couple of different things. The first one is that no one wants to hear what I have to say. You know, I think that definitely ties into the imposter syndrome, but, but having that mindset prevents you from sharing your message. And then another one that ties, you know, ties closely to that, but is a little bit different is that idea of like marketing being pushy or salesy or icky. And I just don't want to, I just don't want to do it. So again, prevents you from getting your message out there or makes it harder for you to communicate more directly the things that you 
want your audience to do that next step action for them to take and kind of muddles the message a little bit. Um, and a, th- a third one would be um, overthinking. You know, I think as recovering perfectionists, it's hard to uh, avoid the trap of trying to get something to a point where you feel like it's perfect, um, but instead really trying to shift your your focus to progress over perfection. So if you get stuck in that perfection trap, just like the others, it prevents you from p- pushing things out into the world that could be benefiting um, the people that you created your brand for to begin with. And then the fourth one is the trap mindset, thought, feeling of having to do it all. I think we all are familiar with the, with the idea that there's like a million different things we could be doing with our marketing. And, and a lot of us tend to think we need to be doing it all. And so we become quickly overwhelmed or we sacrifice the quality and the value of what we're doing because we're trying to do it in so many different places and so many different ways. We want to be on Facebook. We want to be on Instagram. We want to do email marketing. We got to do... <clears throat> videos and podcasts and events and webinars. Um, so I think that's a, a big common one too, especially as technology becomes more and more prominent and AI is getting you know introduced to a variety of different marketing aspects of businesses. Uh, but you know all of these in the end are gonna are gonna either prevent you from from moving forward and getting your message out there or they're going to reduce the quality and the value that you're providing with the marketing that you're doing. <laughs> Well, I can check the box, I think, on all of those at some point or another, or maybe all at the same time. Um, How do you, like, what's the impact of these that you run into in working with small businesses? You know, I think there's there's a couple of big things. Um, The first one being that I think the the biggest impact is inaction, right? So if we feel like we don't deserve to to be talking about what we want to be talking about, if we feel like it's not good enough to share yet, if we feel like it it feels icky or salesy, like we're just not going to do it. Um, And there's going to be a lot less information out there for people to grab onto and learn about your brand, engage with your brand, take the action you want them to take, and eventually be what what's required to grow your business. So it's definitely going to um, uh, prevent growth. Um, And then I think the second thing is overwhelm, which again, can a lot of times lead to inaction. You're just like, there's too much to do. There's so many places I need to be. I'm just feeling really overwhelmed. And as a result, I'm not going to do anything. Or like I said, that compromising of quality. Like, oh, I need to post on all seven different social channels. So let's just clone this message over, even though it's like a little bit of a different audience here. Um, and we're just kind of, you know, lowering the quality of what we um, what we could be producing because we're just trying to produce it for everything and do everything at once. And then do people just get to a point of either overwhelm, like you said, or a point to where they really like want to make that traction in their business, or they want to have that consistency in their marketing that they just have not been able to achieve? Like, is what's the state of mind that they typically reach out to you and like, you know, like finally ready to actually hire support and help around this? Yeah, I think there's there's a couple of reasons we see people reaching out to us. Um, the first would be, you know, that they they've recognized they can't do it all. 
um, and that they do need a team to support them or they need additional resources or um, expertise that they they aren't specialized in because you know they, they started their business, whether that's a service they're providing that they're passionate about, a healthcare provider or a mental you know, health professional or a coach or whatever it is. Um, and that's their area of expertise. And they know that they need to lean on other resources to help them accomplish what they want to accomplish. Um, and another, another reason would be that they're just not getting the results that they, they want to be getting. Right. So they, they might feel like they are doing enough or they're doing all the things and they're still not getting the results or they might recognize, you know, for these other reasons, I'm not doing all the things I should be doing. And of course I'm not getting the results that I want to. So, um, I, I definitely think it's, you know, we're having those initial conversations with businesses because they want to be driving better results. Um, and a lot of times they want to be doing a better job in general with that communication and the branding that goes along with, uh, goes along with that. So how do we start to shift this? How do we start to change our, our mindset around this so that we can make the traction that we want to make? Because I know for myself, like, when I've been willing to, like, ask for support in my business or hand something over, the the reward of that is so high. Um, and even just recently, I hired somebody to start doing some writing for my business, and that has alleviated so much time for me and so much pressure, but I couldn't see that. I mean, I knew, I knew I need, I knew I wanted some support, but I really couldn't see the, how big the reward was, um, before hiring. But now I just, I really, I think for the first time in my business feel like what it really is like to have good, good support in one particular Mm -hmm. area that can really free me up to work on other parts of my business. Yeah. So a couple of things, you know, I think there are a few mindset shifts to make. Um, I also just want to call out a a really important thing um, in the example you just shared is that I think as solopreneurs are the value that we contribute to our marketing is really in the story that that we're bringing to the table with our brand and the results that we're getting for our clients. So I think it's really important that you infuse that into your content as you pass it off to somebody else. And and that process, you know, was, was really, um, was really, uh, thorough and you're, you're the copywriter you're using, I think ties that in really nicely. Cause I, there's a lot of things that I think we want to keep our hands on or stay involved in as the business owner so that we don't lose touch with the, the pieces of marketing that are the most powerful. And in this case, you know, with yours as an example, it's the results and how people are talking about what you're able to accomplish with them. Um, so I think that that's a really important piece to consider as you outsource to um, freelancers or agencies is that your role, you still have a very important role to play in, in marketing and, and you'll never, you know, or at least initially, you know, as a smaller organization, especially be completely disconnected from that. Um, but there is so much value, like you said, in getting that support where you can really continue to focus your, your energy on the things that you, that, that, that bring you joy that you're, you feel really good about and good at. Um, and then you can lean on those resources to support you in, in the other areas. Um, and I think a couple of things that, that 
you know, mindset shifts, because you had asked me before this call, you know, if people could transform one thing about their, their thinking, um, I wrote down two things because <laughs> I couldn't just pick one. <laughs> That's good. Uh, but the first one is, is <laughs> just like everything I feel like you teach your clients as well and anything in life, this applies to marketing as well, is do what brings you joy, mm-hmm. right? So there's like a thousand different things you can be doing for marketing. And if it's going to be something that just does not feel aligned with who you are as a person or what you like to do... Um, then, then there's a much higher chance you're not going to do it. You're not going to stick with it. You're not going to be consistent. It's going to be that thing on your list that you want to push every time you see it. Um, so granted, there will be aspects of things you need to get outside of your comfort zone a little bit, um, but but you can narrow it down. You know, So if you hate... Uh, writing copy, let's look at video as a, as the, as an alternative. Is there a way for us to leverage, you know, Instagram reels versus writing, you know, uh, long post copy. So there's, there's definitely a lot of, of attention you can give to the tactics you're using that will bring you more joy and make you much more likely to, um, to stick to what you need to be doing to get your, your message out there and grow your business. I, appreciate that message so much. And I'm curious, like if people listening, if that surprises you, like do what brings you joy, right? But there's so much power in that. Because I feel like if we're not doing that, if we are out of alignment with what we're doing, like somehow that is translated, right? And it makes me think of when I used to be on Instagram. And I know I've told you, but it was just it it felt icky to me. And I felt I never felt like I was able to translate the deep, important work that I was doing with people onto a post of some kind. And it just felt it just never felt right. And I would be on Instagram scrolling, scrolling, and I, you know, like, it would kind of leave me in a bad headspace when I got off. And I I thought I don't want to have my clients have to come on Instagram to find me for that reason. There were so many different little reasons why it didn't feel aligned for me. But I was so afraid to get off Instagram. I mean, here I had a podcast. Like that's crazy to get off Instagram and not use it to promote your podcast. Um, But I got to a point where I I just knew in order to bring alignment, I needed to at least experiment and give it a try. And it's been the greatest thing. Like I may go back on it sometime. Like I feel like I have a whole different perspective about what that could look like. Um, but that was that was a really important um, step. And it was, you know, kind of what you said, like following my joy. Yeah, I, I I know we've had conversations about that in the past as well, and I think it's it's such a great example of how you could discern what makes the most sense for you and your business. And I think you you leaving Instagram and really embracing podcasting and going that direction has proven to be so much more fruitful and just so much more enjoyable. Which really, marketing. I I know I'm biased, but marketing. <laughs> could and should be (laughs) enjoyable. There's so much to love about it. And that leads me to my second thing when you told me to pick one and I picked two, but my second shift that I, that I recommend people consider um, when it comes to how they're viewing marketing. And this kind of came years ago um, through some of the content I was, I was following with Marie Forleo, but this idea that if you aren't 
effectively marketing your brand, then you're doing a disservice to those that you care about the most, which is your your customers, why you created this to begin with. So yes, there is a possibility that your message and what you're doing is not going to appeal to everybody. And that is good and fine. But there's people out there that need to hear what you have to say. And if you're not doing your marketing, then you're doing them a disservice. You're keeping from something from them. You're stealing from them the possibilities of enhancing or up-leveling their life or their business or whatever it is that your product or service serves. Um, so I think that's a really big mindset shift to, to consider is, is that leave behind that feeling of the ickiness, the salesiness, the nobody wants to hear this and really remember those, that, those individuals that you created your brand for and not getting that message out is really going to be hurting them. Yeah, because you're right. Because if we if we're hiding, they can't, you know, there was something I heard, I think I read in a book, it was like, um, something about a lifeguard, and she, she was a new lifeguard, and she had to go up in the that, you know, seat or chair on the beach and be high up there. And it was kind of like, Oh, I don't really like being up here. I don't really like being, you know, like noticed up here. And, and it was the, the point was really like, if, if someone needs you on that beach, they won't be able to find you if you're not, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. where they can see you. And I think it's the same, the same way with marketing. And I mean, just the last couple of weeks I've noticed in my email, I mean, just, I mean, ever I'm sure everybody has seen it over the holidays, you know, just email after email after email, even from my some of my favorite um, mm-hmm. stores or things like that, right? But I don't unsubscribe, like I still love them. And if I don't want to see them, I just sort of remove them. Um, but it's, I don't feel, I don't feel overwhelmed by it. And I'm definitely reminded like, oh, yeah, maybe I do want to check out this one, what they have. So I think that's, it's really opened my eyes that an email once a month is not enough. <laughs> Which is what I used well, to I do. Love that. <laughs> I I love that lifeguard example, and it just makes me think of you know tying that to marketing is this the idea of, of search engine optimization, right? So if someone you're you're a perfect person is out there looking for the solution you have to offer, they go to Google, they they search for for a solution to their problem, and you're nowhere to be found. Mm. You know so. It, if, and for all we know, the the content of what could have been on that article you didn't create could have been exactly what they were looking for that would have reached them in a you know dire time of need. Um, so I, lo- I love that example because mm-hmm. I think that's so true. Like you could, as you're producing and creating this valuable content, you're 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 both pushing it out to those individuals, but they're they're looking for it from you, and and they they need you, and so um, it's it's so important to create that consistent um, communication. And again, the channel you choose, the and even Carla, even the frequency. So it, it might make sense for some people to do once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you found, and, and a lot of businesses find is that you need to do a little bit more than that. But but really, that's something you can test and try as you move forward with your strategy is, you know, start simple. And, and that's something, you know, I wanted to emphasize on this call too, is, you know, adopt our mindset going into 2024. We're like, simple is best. Let's do less. 
And so if that's what you need to, to mm-hmm. get started is I'm going to, I'm going to commit to doing it this many times a month because that feels doable and realistic to me, then by all means, like start somewhere, do that. And if you're seeing, you're getting a little traction, but not quite as much traction as you want, then let's try two times a month or let's try, you know, adding in something, you know, s- something extra or special or a little bit different so that we can see that progress we want to be making towards the goals that we've set for ourselves. Well, I'm so glad you said that because, I mean, I did it once a month or twice a month for many, many years, and that was perfect for that stage in my business. And I love that you tailor whatever you're doing to the person that you're working. Like, there's no one size fits all. It kind of depends on so many different factors, it sounds like. Um, So as we're in a new year, what, what could we be thinking about in the you know, space of doing differently this year, what are some creative or ideas that you might have for us or things you're seeing or things you're excited about? Yeah, so, so, you know, I think I like to talk about this um, in a way that that relates back to how we structure our services too. So I would encourage you to look at marketing in kind of three different buckets as you go into the 2024 year. You've got your branding, which is, you know, the identity, the messaging, um, the look and feel, uh, the, the kind of the story of your, of your business, of your brand. And then you've got the lead generation. So do you have new contacts coming into and, uh, into your systems, growing your community, um, that are, are really the lifeblood of new business and growth. And then you've got like that progression sort of sales enablement side. So do you've got, once you've got these people in your community, how are you engaging with them to move them through to the point of, um, purchase or, you know, consultation or whatever that, that kind of next final step is before they, they become customers. Um, so when you bucket it out that way, uh, it gives you a clearer picture of where you might potentially want to focus your time in 2024. Um, I would say that, you know, most of us have revenue based goals and while branding is incredibly important and you want to have a solid foundation there, simply focusing your entire year on branding may not get you to where you want to be. So know that in, in implementing initiatives in lead generation and progression, you're innately and organically building your brand and focusing on, on the branding aspects as well. Um, so looking at, you know, do I need to generate more leads or do I have a really good community and database that I could be nurturing and engaging and converting already? And that kind of helps you split your focus and determine where your resources should be going um, in the new year. Um, and that's something to think about too, is really setting setting those goals right now. So establishing where your baselines, where are you at today? And where do you want to be at the end of the year? Um, most of us have those revenue goals. Um, so if you're trying to set some revenue goals, where are you at with your revenue now? Where do you want to be at the end of the year? And then backtracking, you know, how, creating that plan to help you get there. So if it is a revenue goal, it's obviously going to be based on sales, new customers. How many do you need to get to accomplish that? And then, of course, thinking about how marketing helps you achieve that. 
Um, so if we use like a super oversimplified example, say you're at a hundred thousand in revenue. Now you want to get to 200,000 by the end of the year, you've got these nice $10,000 packages. So you need to sell 10 packages to get to where you want to be. And you know that you've got, you know, a great community. You've got a lot of contacts. You've got some, some really good engagement with existing subscribers. So y- you want to focus 2024 on building that communication with your existing contacts and, you know, say upping maybe your email marketing, maybe doing some events that that re-engage and get them to connect more deeply with your brand. And that's really where you want to focus the majority of your effort in 2024. Um, Alternatively, if you have, um, you know, this sales goal, 10 packages, and you don't have a community, then, then your efforts should really be focused more heavily on the lead generation side. How can you get in front of more contacts, more prospects, and get them to, to take that first step with your brand? So that might be um, digital channels like advertising, content creation for your blog, but also could be networking, you know, speaking at different events, um, collaborating or co-marketing with, with partners or other businesses that also market to your audience. So uh, guesting on podcasts. I think those are, <laughs> yeah, for example, <laughs> coming on Carla's podcast. <laughs> I love that. And then so I think I, again, just, just kind of circling back to the idea of, of, of doing everything you can to really keep it simple and, and auditing the opportunities and possible solutions in with the lens of joy. So if you are looking at lead generation and you're like, I have no idea where to start with advertising. I don't have the resources to outsource this right now. Then maybe advertising is not where you want to be, but you do know that you really love writing and you've got some, some really good questions that have come from clients in the past that you know would help other people. Like let's get those questions into an article or into a video and onto your website. So those resources are available for those that are searching for them and you're, you're drawing them in with that content. So really looking at all of the possibilities and narrowing it down to the things that are going to bring you the most joy to create, to, to stick, stick with, and to help you achieve these goals. So when you're, I mean, I think that's where you, like your um, company comes in so valuable is having this conversation. Like I know I've sat down with you before in your solutions call, which we'll talk about, um, but because sometimes I get I get lost in some of these words, right? But when you when you walked me through it, like you make it really tangible for me. And I feel like you look to also like what are what are your strengths and what are the things that you do well and what are the things that maybe have create generated business in the past? Um, and let's do let's do that. And and or or I know when when we met, it was like you, you, you could see what excited me. You could see when I lit up about something. And I think that is so important. When we think about, um, I had one question, when we think about progression to purchase, that is really kind of the journey between somebody just really finding you to making a purchase of some kind, right? So that's like those touch points in between, which could be what kinds of things, like your email for sure, right? Yeah, so so it could be really anything because it's it's from the moment that they initially engage with your brand to the point of becoming a customer. So engaging with your brand could mean something as simple as they start listening to your podcast. 
Um, so they haven't even necessarily, you know, quote unquote, converted as a lead. You don't know who that listener is yet, but they, they've been introduced to your brand. They're starting to consume some of your content. They're realizing that they like what they're hearing. And then it kind of progresses from there so that they might subscribe to your podcast and then they start getting you know, notifications of new episodes and they're listening to all those episodes. And on those episodes, you're saying, check out my website. I have a complimentary call. I invite you to, to, you know, partake in that. So they go to your website, they fill out that form and then it goes from there. So there's, you know, there's so many different paths that people can take. And, and us as consumers, we know, right? Like you start, you get introduced to brands in different ways. You have a oftentimes, especially if it's a more expensive purchase, you have a lot of touch points where you're um, exploring different options, you're doing your research, you're going to social, you're, you're asking friends. Um, so, so the idea here is really understanding your audience, you know, who you're trying to attract, because that in itself will give you a lot of information about where you, where you could be and what type of information you could be sharing. Um, but also, um, Along with that, making sure that you are, are, are putting in place different resources and tools and content to address those different stages and those different touch points so that they feel uh, connected to your brand. They can see the value that you have to offer uh, and, and eventually, you know, they're encouraged to and motivated to take action. Well, and I, I, I like that you said, you know, like, you put me in the frame of mind of like, think about when I'm consuming, when I find somebody that I love, or I listen to their podcast, then I'm like listening to like 10 or 20 of their podcasts, right? And then I might want to go find another piece of their content. Like I'm so excited. You reminded me that I'm so excited on that end to find more things that are of value. And sometimes from a Mm. business owner standpoint, like you, like one of your, um, mindsets that gets in the way, right? As we think we're being salesy or pushy, but we're actually serving. And and I know that's what you always say. Mm -hmm. We're serving that client. We're not forcing them to take the next step. We're not forcing them to, you know, make a a larger purchase over time, but we're giving them the opportunity to do that in a way that serves them. And that helps me so much to think about it from that standpoint. Yes, I love that example, Carla. And I also feel like you hit on such an important point that we often forget, which is a lot of times we need to tell people what that next step is. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're so close to our business, we're kind of assuming that they know, oh, they can call me or they, they can do this. But it's so important to incorporate those you know calls to action in the content you're creating um, because, because a lot of times they don't know. And when you're giving them that very specific direction, it makes it so much easier for them to take that action. Um, cause you, it, cause really that's your, your, your job, right. Is to guide them to where they should be next. Um, so if you're, whether that's recommending another episode, if they're listening to something on the podcast, or if that is pushing them to a promotion you have running right now, or an event you have coming up. Um, I know I am always, thankful and, and consider those things when I'm listening to something or or consuming something from a brand that I love is when they're like, Oh, don't forget, we have our event. I'm like, Ooh, I did not know you had that event coming up. I'm going to go check it out. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really important point too, is that it may seem like it's like these things are a given, but it is so important. And research shows that the the more times you remind people or prompt people, um, of of what they could do next, the, the more likely you are to get you know, more action and engagement. 
Well, and you've helped me so many times in this, but this is where having somebody like you on your you know, team of your business to help you remember those things. Because I, I just feel too close sometimes. I feel like I have blind spots and I need somebody like you in my corner to remind me of those things. So I think that's just another huge value that you bring. Um, one of the goals that I have in my business, and you and I have talked about this, is to, like, I have these communities, which is the listeners of the podcast, and then, um, like, my email community, right, that has been around for um, even longer than the podcast, I guess. And so I see these, like, merging a little bit more. And you're going to be so proud of me, but you told me a long time ago, or you gave me the idea to do like a downloadable from a podcast episode. And my next podcast is going to have its very first download, um, downloadable tool. And so I'm very excited to do more of those. And the other great idea that you gave me that I loved was to host an event for listeners. And so that's something I'm excited about doing this year. Um, But yes, so, so fun to think about these things. Yeah, well, I'm so proud of you. Thank you for sharing that you are <laughs> including that download. I would see it when I listen to the next episode. Um, but I and I, I appreciate you changing your wording from "I told you to do this" to "I suggested." <laughs> um, but I love that you took that recommendation and the event recommendation. But I think something important to think about here too is because you and I talked about this a little bit before the call as well is. Sometimes we have, we have, you know, our, our big community, they're all, you know, a part of the Carla brand or followers of, of what you're doing. Um, but they may be in different spaces and we don't necessarily need to pull them into other spaces mm. if that's not their thing. You know, if I, if I listen to podcasts because I love podcasts and that's how I'm going to consume my information, that's how I'm going to find the things that I love. Like then, then that's great. We will serve you there. If that's, you know, where you are, you know, focusing your marketing efforts is in podcasts. Um, and then you've got an email community. Like I love emails. I love expecting this email on my, you know, on a Monday morning, this, this insightful, you know, beautiful information that you share. Um, but I'm not going to listen to a podcast maybe. So mm-hmm. I think that when you're looking at the different things that you're doing, it's okay to have audi- audiences in different, you know, on different channels that don't cross over. And I think if that is the case, it's more so looking at how do you, again, continue to kind of engage them offer them more value and keep them moving through so that they are eventually uh, encouraged to take that final action with you. So what you did is perfect. You're not trying to get them over to the email list necessarily. You're giving them this beautiful download in the podcast episode itself so that they can access that resource from the place that they already are, where you know they like to consume information. So I think that's perfect. And that's definitely something to think about is how how you're engaging with these different audiences and how you're continuing to offer them value in the way that they're going to receive it and the, you know, the best way they're going to receive it and actually engage with it. Oh, so you just gave me a mindset shift. So that's going to be my mindset shift going into the year is that I don't need to think about, like, I have this vision of this, you know, community being one, but why do I, that's not really, that doesn't need to be there. And really the bigger goal is just to serve them and give value where they are and where they like to hang out, not Mm -hmm. necessarily where I want them to hang out. I like that. Yeah, no, I think that's, it's, 
and again, you know, I think that we're using you as an example and you, and you um, enjoy sending your emails, you enjoy doing the podcast. So it kind of makes sense for you to have these two communities where for others, it might make more sense that they're really just focused on, on one channel over another. But because you've established these, I think it's so important to, yes, like you said, continue to serve them, how, how they've kind of already expressed to you, they, they want to hear from you and the way that they're already following you. So I, I think that's really important to keep that in mind. Um, and that is something to think about and something I always recommend is continuing to get this kind of feedback from your, your contacts and your customers, clients as well is, is, you know, staying connected to them to understand where they see the value in what you're offering, how you could be of service to them and really continue to get new ideas from the people that are the ones you want to be serving to begin with. So I think that a lot of times business owners neglect to keep that feedback loop in place. Or they, you know, obviously we're also busy. There's so many things for us to do, but I do think this is such a critical element to successful marketing is having those conversations with your, with your clients so that, you know, so that's informing your future marketing decisions and the messages you're sharing and and where you're spending your time and and what's going to drive the greatest impact for you and for your customers. That's been a game changer for me, like doing that research. And so that's a component of the work that you're doing with people. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so that is definitely a big part of what we do in our in our work with our clients. So we we have kind of two phases that we do. We have the first phase, which is what we call our diagnostic phase, branding, lead generation, lead progression, and sales enablement. So we do a deep dive into that research and developing these things, uncovering those insights and presenting those types of opportunities for our clients. And then we move into our signature programs where we're actually implementing those, um, you know, those ideas and and moving forward with an annual plan on how to achieve the goals that we've outlined. Um, but one of the things that we do also offer, we were offering earlier this year and we're opening back up for your listeners, Carla, was our solutions call. So we, we've we been offering these one-hour calls where we're um, diving into some of that detail so we can establish you know, a, a base understanding of um, the brands that we're speaking with, and then we're defining that primary objective. So again, is it branding? Is it lead gen? Is it lead progression? Is there is it more heavy on the sales enablement side where like you might have a sales team and they just don't have the resources they need to help facilitate and, and um, hold effective conversations. So we might look at that aspect specifically. Um, and then any potential blocks or barriers in accomplishing that objective. So we'll kind of dig into, is it budget? Is it time? Is it expertise? And then we can, at the end of the call, after the call, provide some resources there as well. Uh, But then we explore those possible solutions. So we know your objective. We're going to outline some some options, kind of highlight the ones we feel are going to be most effective based on what you're trying to accomplish. And then we're going to overlay that joy lens and say, which of these really speak to you? Which of these would you really want to move forward with? Um, So we're kind of narrowing from the best practices, you know, proven processes, strategy side um, with the marketing. And then you're coming in with your like, Ooh, this one speaks to me. I want to be doing that. This one, no interest whatsoever. Let's not put that on the calendar just yet. Um, 
And then we, we help to work through um, a little bit of a roadmap on the call. And then we deliver a, a little bit more robust uh, game plan af- after the call that outlines those specific tactics, you know, hours, you know, estimated hours needed, um, resources to consider timeline and those types of things. And then you can run with that. You can do, you know, you can use it on your own, kind of take that information, pick through it and decide what, what makes the most sense for you. But hopefully by the end of the call, you'll be, we'll be infusing some really great ideas into the conversation you're thinking for 2024. Um, and then you'll walk away after with that nice little roadmap that you can um, decide you know, what you want to do with from there. Amazing. And is there a cost for that call? Not right now. Mm. Not for Carla's listeners. Uh, you guys. <laughs> Usually it's $250, but it's complimentary. <laughs> we did this just a few, few months ago, I think it was. Um, you guys, this call is gold. I can't say enough about Karen and her team. Like that call was for one, she gave me something to do ahead of time. So they had some information to work with before we got on the call. And then they showed up and had, I mean, a sort of a slide deck that we worked through. Some of it we kind of workshopped on the call. I you gave me so many ideas on that call and a plan that followed up that you're absolutely right that I'm still integrating some of those ideas that you talked about. And it was just so incredibly valuable. So if you've been thinking about wanting to do some new things for your business in the area of your marketing, I can't encourage you enough. Um, Karen and her team, I I just adore you guys and you do such good work. So have fun with that. We'll put the link in the show notes. Um, Yes, that's it. That's a, a great ad. Karen, anything else that we didn't touch on that you want to make sure we do? Yeah, I think we covered everything that we had set out to cover on this call. I think just wrapping with that reminder of, you know, if you are neglecting your marketing, you're neglecting your community, you, you have an obligation to get your information out there to the people that you can serve and, and, and change. And I know, you know, all of the businesses that we've worked with are, are, were created for a specific reason. They're elevating individuals' lives or elevating organizations, which elevate individuals' lives. There's so much positive impact we can be making with the businesses we've created. And if we're neglecting our marketing, we're not having that impact. So I think that it's so important to go into marketing with the, the mindset of, of serving those that that you created your brand for and doing it with joy. Mm, I love that. And just get I know for me, it's like I've just had to get out of my own way over and over and over again, so that I can get out an important message to other people. And so get the support you need to get out of the way. And if it's not your strength, get people around you like Karen that can support you. And, um, and you can do what you love and are strong at, and they can do what they're amazing at. So Karen, thank you so much for sharing your, your, your radiant marketing with us and your expertise and wisdom. Um, I know there's so many gems people are going to take away and remember that solutions call link will be in the show notes. Check that out. Thank you, Karen, so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Carla. This was really fun. I enjoyed this conversation.
Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of Differently. I hope it stirred your thinking and I invite you to take one inspired action from something that stood out to you. If you want to hear more conversations like this, be sure to hit follow on your favorite podcast app. And if this episode could impact someone you know, please help us spread the word and pass it along. Remember, new episodes drop weekly. See you next week.